Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got CEO, coach, and peak performance expert, Eric Partaker. Eric, you're found on the web at ericpartaker.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Really excited to be here. Hopefully, we can uh, get through some interesting nuggets together. Absolutely. So as we got to talking uh, you beforehand, I asked what part of the, actually, based on your American accent, I asked where in the country you were. And you said, no, I'm actually in the South of the UK uh, in um, out, outside of London, I guess. And um, so you had an interesting background because again, your point, I pointed out, you're not speaking the Queen's English. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, our, our house is the United Nations. I mean, my, my seven-year-old, he speaks four languages, uh, French, Brazilian, Portuguese, Norwegian, English, a uh, 15-year-old speaks, you know, four languages. Wow. Um, yeah, we have five passports between us. So, so yeah, so I, I started off in Norway, um, uh, moved to Chicago when I was five, grew up there for the most part, left the U.S. when I was 25, have lived in Norway, Belgium, now the U.K., and uh, at one point also had a chain of Mexican restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't own you, you. You're not known for your chain of Mexican restaurants today. You're known for something uh, quite different, in fact, and that is, you know, about uh, you know, again, kind of helping leaders, CEOs, transform their health, their wealth, their relationships. Uh, and your book is the Three Alarms. So, actually, if you go to EricPartaker.com, I see where you've got the book available, where folks can just grab a digital copy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So to get the word out and spread the messages in the book, um, I'm offering a free digital copy at the website and there's some free training as well to help embed some of the, you know, the learnings and principles within the book. But um, uh, yeah, excited to, you know, to talk about that for sure. All right. So what are the, what is, what are the three alarms? So the three alarms, right. So at one point I realized that let me step back and and, mm-hmm. and 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 if you you know if, if we if we look at our kids, what happens if we put a Spider-Man costume on our kids? They start shooting webs and jumping across the sofa, and you know they become that 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 superhero. When so I, I when I worked at a roller rink, uh, this was this preceded the days of Barney, but we had a purple dinosaur costume, and it was the Rollersaurus, and so I would dress up as the Rollersaurus, and it was an amazing thing. You know, it's the power of a uniform, the power of a costume, just completely, we can be, we become that persona. So I, I totally get it. Yes. Yeah. And, and we know that nobody has to teach us that we get that from an early age, right? You don't put the Spider-Man costume on the kid and then have to say, okay, now I need you to start shooting webs and jumping around. You know, they get it. They just follow it. You know, behavior follows identity. So the three alarms are simply three alarms that I have on my phone that I use to segment my day, whereby each segment of my day is powered by a best self identity, which I feel would be most relevant 
to that segment. So at 6.30 a.m., the first alarm for me goes off and it says world fitness champion. Mm. Not because I'm a world fitness champion, I never will be, but that's the version of me that goes to the gym in the morning. And that's the version of me when I would otherwise want to stop on the eighth rep, you know, continues to the 10th, 11th, and the 12th. Yeah. Um, 9 a.m., next alarm goes off. It says world's best coach because that's the version of me that um, shows up. You know, how decisive, inspiring, and reliable do I need to be for the people that I, you know, the CEOs and the entrepreneurs that I work with if I'm stepping in and starting the day as the world's best coach? The game changer for me, though, is the one that goes off at 6.30 p.m. And that says world's best husband and father to prompt the question, how would the world's best husband and father walk through that door right now? And having this intentionality across my health, wealth and relationships just raises me to a better game because, you know, I have something to shoot for and I've picked identities that mean something to me. Wow. You know, I've written this down and I think what, you know, what, you know, you know, how powerful that would be. In fact, you know, something, um, Similar, um, I love this concept of actually setting the alarms, um, you know, on my phone right now um, and having just read Atomic Habits recently, uh, right. you know, I put on my my phone screen, I can't really show it right now, but it's, uh, it says, you know, what would, uh, what would it, what would a world-class, what would it, what, here it is, what would an athlete do? And it's got like a, a picture of the physique okay. that I want. And so every time I see that, you know, it gets me thinking about, you know, well, would an athlete, you know, do this? Uh, and so again, it's just, it's those small and, and Eric, you know, I'd love your take on this, but I think oftentimes we think that achievement and success, it's like these big monumental things that we do. And it's not, I think it's, it's, it's all about those micro decisions, those thousands of micro decisions that we make on a daily basis and compound all those little, little, little decisions that we do. That's, you know, it's, you know, what's the difference between a world-class weightlifter and someone that's got the dad bod, you know, but has gone to the gym. Um, and it's the world-class weightlifter just, you know, keeps on putting more and more reps. They do it when everyone else gets bored and they just keep doing it. Love it. And that's, uh, oh, this concept, and you're just touching on something that I just absolutely love. Um, it is about the day to day, and it is about it's real success happens when you transition from an amateur to a professional mindset. Wow. Because amateurs need feeling to precede action. An amateur, I need to feel like writing to start writing my book. I need to feel like going to the gym to go to the gym. I need to feel like you know, uh, being nice to my husband or wife to be nice to them. Professionals, they take action whether they feel like it or not. They don't need feeling to precede action. Professionals know that action generates feeling. And actually, when you really embrace this, I mean, this one simple thing of, you know, turning pro, being a professional versus an amateur, and you take that into all of your decisions throughout the day, moment to moment to moment, as you go through the day, if you can disconnect feeling and just ask yourself, okay, what would a pro do right now? You know, does a pro, does a pro need to feel like going to the gym or do I just put on the gym shoes and I, do I go, mm. you know, does it, does a pro, you know, that, 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 that mindset, uh, it, it's just, it just revolutionizes, you know, your approach to decision-making. Can I ask, I want to ask you this as well. Um, cause I've been thinking about this. Um, so let's say I, I step on the scale and I'm not real happy with that number there. Now that's, that's just one 
measurement that that you know that we could take a look at but i think again it's really easy for us to look at that and and just kind of be obsessed on that number and it, where it's it's really not that i mean the number is a reflection of something far more important and that's the activity so i think at the end of the day you know we rather than being disappointed with with the number that's on that scale you know to respond with and and i caught myself doing this and i thought i think this is actually healthy is that i said What's irrelevant? What's I mean the the number on the scale, whatever it's going to be, whatever it is. But did I do the activity? And I did the activity, so I ought to feel proud, uh, regardless of what the scale currently says. So, the scale is not a reflection of who you are. The scale is some sort of reflection of who you were, because we're always in this uh, reciprocal uh, or um, uh, I forget the name of the, the the word I'm thinking of. But it's just a re- it's a reflection yeah. of things in the past, it, and it the is. good news is, at any moment, you can you can decide right what your decisions are going to be in this moment. Precisely, and and the scale would be what we refer to as you know a lag measure. It's something that's already happened. By the time you're reading that number, Love you that. can no longer affect what it is because it's it's in the past. It's it's the result of all those historical decisions. It's much more powerful for your number to be, as you said, activity-based, which would be more of like a lead measure. Um, If you have a goal of losing weight, don't measure yourself by the scale. Measure yourself by the time spent in the gym. That's your tweet, right? That Okay, anyone who's listening right there, go ahead and rewind that 15 seconds. Go write that down. There's your tweet right there. Eric, what's your Twitter handle? I don't have or, a Twitter or, or, Okay, account. don't do it on the Twitter. Do it on the Facebook or the Instagram. Yeah. And you could tag tag Eric there. And you're just Eric Partaker yeah. uh, on Instagram. Uh, and uh, so on your website, you'll see all the... You could tag me too. And I'll, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled. I'm, I'm at Josh Elledge. So I love that. Uh, I, I I absolutely love that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I have another, you know, another one... Um, uh, Another very powerful measurement thing that I do is, um, and I got this, I, I, I wish this was my idea. It wasn't. It's, it's from a book called Elite Minds and um, uh, fantastic book, by the way. And um, in the book, the author talks about how perfect isn't the goal. You know, the goal is just progress. And one of the most powerful things we can do, and I've started to do this, Josh, and it's just, it's apps, it's, it's simplicity is amazing. You just set an intention every single day to do your best, to do your very best. And at the end of the day, you ask yourself, did I do my best or not? And if you did, you put a W in the calendar for the day. If you didn't, you put an L for loss. Now, I think the L should be an L for learn. So you either win or you learn on each day. And the game is simple. No more than six L's in a month, right? So you want an 80% success rate. And then I added to that um, never two L's in a row, okay? Okay. Um, so that you don't get a bad, you know, uh, you don't rack up a bad, uh, bad, bad sequence. And what's beautiful about this is that no matter how overwhelming our to-do list gets, no, no matter how uh, distraught, you know, we can be with everything that needs to be done, we can only ever do our best. That's all we can do. And if you just manage that, yeah, but did you do your best? No matter how unorganized and you know, the day was and how, you, no matter if you didn't get to do all the things you wanted, did you do your best? Yes or no. And if you start measuring yourself against you doing your best, I think it's so transformative. 
You know, it sounds like, and, and I'm wondering if, do you, do you visualize your, do you just like, kind of like, I could, I could see you very easily just doing this with just like a printout count, cal- like an old school I, calendar. I have, I mean, I, I don't want to you know take the camera and, and, and mess the focus up and all that, but you know, to, to a board, I have a big flip chart to, to my right here. Yeah. And I've literally just got October, November, and December, th- you know, the quarter. And, and I got blue W's or red L's in each of the day. I just you know, drew a calendar on a piece of paper. And we are, when you, the moment you see a scoreboard, right? If, if you walk by two, you, you walk by two kids uh, on a basketball court, you know, playing, pl- 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 you know, pl- playing, shooting some hoops. Okay. They'll play one way. Um, but now if I come up and put up a scoreboard, they start playing in a completely different way. Uh-huh. Right. Cause we tap into this mentality of wanting to win and you can yeah. do this with yourself with that scoreboard as well. Yeah. Um, so if I, you know, kind of, you know, just taking a look at um, your three things, your, your three alarms, world-class champion or, or uh, a fitness, fitness champion. champion. Yeah. Yeah. World's best coach, um, world's best husband and father. Um, just a little bit more on the fitness champion. Um, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you know? Like, can can you? As long as you go, is that a W for you? Um, great question. And I think uh, none of this stuff is is set in stone in a certain way. It's dynamic, and it needs to be whatever that means for you. So, for me personally. That means that I work out five times a week um, for about an hour. I do a a combination of cardio and resistance training. And when I'm doing the training, it's, I feel like I'm giving some proper effort. You know, Uh, I'm not, I'm not just, um, I'm not, I'm not lifting uh, one pound weights. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can't imagine that happens very often. You go to the gym and lift one pound weights though. Like if you're there, like, and that's yeah. the thing too. It's like, um, you know, having run a couple of marathons and not really having a background in that, like, it's just, it's not really my DNA to have done that. But you know, what I would do to psych myself out is I'd be like, listen, I don't have to commit to running five miles today, but I am going to put my shoes on. I'm going to put my running clothes on. And then I don't have to commit to running five miles, but I am going to go outside and on the sidewalk and I don't have to commit to running five miles, but I'm going to run to the end of the block. Yeah. And then by the time I get to the end of the block, I'm going, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's exactly. I think it's like in, in the movie. What about Bob? It's like baby steps to the door, baby, baby steps, steps to the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, and it, yeah, it's just, it's different for different people. And the phrase needs to mean something to you. And the phrase could be a name. If you're into swimming, maybe your identity in the morning is you become Michael Phelps, you know, and that's, that's who's getting into the pool. Right. But it's all linked, you know, to make it super uncomplicated. All this is, is getting us to remember what we intrinsically did and knew as children, which is the moment you put on that costume and you become that superhero. Yeah. Your behavior follows suit. Wow. Wow. Um, so getting on then with the day, you show up to work and obviously, you know, if again, you're going to be the world's best coach. What does that mean? Because, and I think this is really important too, because sometimes I think that in our work, I, I feel like this, I show up and, and I'm like, oh, I feel, sometimes I just feel like, you know, I'm the guy that, you know, they're just going to roll me out on stage and I'm, you know, I'm the little monkey, the wind up monkey or something like that. And, you know, when, 
you know, I think the thing that was illuminating for me was really considering the impact of the lives and how how critical that was to think not so much about myself, but the impact that I have in the world with my activity. And that's what keeps me motivated because, you know, again, any achiever, any business professional, like, you know, if you're working hard and you're giving and you're leaving it all on the mat, like it's going to be exhausting. And sometimes you can burn yourself out with that. Um, but so in those moments of like exhaustion, I think it's really critical to be a little bit more, um, it's try to stay outside focused, focused on the impact. What What's not just, oh me, you know, here I go. And I have to do the, the activity, but it's like, what am I creating in the world? Yeah, exactly. And for me as, you know, world's best coach, um, when I'm in a session, I'm making sure that I'm giving, I'm giving you the, the the right amount of energy and attention and 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 focus to the person that that's opening up and sharing, you know, all of uh, their, their their struggles with me, and 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 it requires sometimes a bit of disconnection, right, from how I'm feeling and where I'm at, so that I can fully be there for them. Um, but I'll share something interesting though with world's uh, uh, best. Uh, Best coach. So that has been my identity, work identity for years. I just changed it this morning. Huh? And um, I changed it this morning to focused, fast genius. Because I thought that's the way in which I want to be moving and working throughout the day. Focused, you know, I want to take an 80-20 approach to the work that I'm doing. What's the 20% of the effort that will yield 80% of the results so that I'm not a perfectionist about things? Fast. I want to be applying, you know, Parkinson's law, right? Work will, you know, um, expand to fill the time given for its completion. So I, I want to limit, you know, my, my, myself. So I don't take too long to get things done. And genius, just to remind myself that if I quiet myself periodically throughout the day, I can arrive at those answers. They're all here, right? I just need to sometimes quiet the mind and relax and and then I can put forth my best effort. So there's so much flexibility here. It's just about cueing the best within you. You can change it at any time. It could be a phrase. It could be a collection of adjectives. It could be a person. But it's really up to you. I feel like we almost have, I think we have some breaking news here. <laughs> You're like, I've been the world's best coach for years and years and years. And now, again, kind of focus on the, you know, the focused, fast genius. I love it. You know, and, and you know, one thing I want to close out, and this is a subject that, that's, um, you know, very important to me too. Like my background is, you know, studied family therapy. My wife is a family therapist, like, um, you know, you know, really showing up well in our relationships in life is, mm-hmm. um, you know, something I think about a lot, man, I'm, I, I, Sometimes I focus on my imperfections, like, man, and it's easy to do, right? I think, you know, and, you know, it's like, especially if you're working really, really hard and you're like, man, I am not showing up for my kids. And then you start hearing cats in the cradle playing in the background and you're like, oh, man. Um, So what, what are your best tips for being that world's best husband, wife and mother, that sort of thing? Yeah, well, there's there's no trophy here, right? So the measurement happens um, with your family, right? So if you want to, if you want to know, what, what I would suggest doing is first first get your score, right? So if you want to know how you're doing as a leader, ask those who you lead. If you want to know how you're doing as a spouse, ask your spouse. If you want to know how you're doing as a parent, ask your kids. And one of the simplest things you can do is ask them. You know, if I were to 
do just one thing better, more often, or more consistently as a father or as a husband or as, you know, a wife or a mother, what would that be? And they will give you the answers. So that's a proactive approach to how you can improve the relationship. Most people stop there. Most people won't ask the question. They'll think of a proactive thing, but on their own terms, rather than asking the other person, what would it be for you? But when we seek to improve our relationships, I think there's a proactive and a reactive side of the coin. And I don't think people give enough attention to the reactive side. And what I mean is that half of the improvement that we seek in any given relationship, I believe, can simply be achieved by us reacting better to that person in the relationship. And um, um, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happens to all of us. We, we react in ways at home on occasion in a way we wouldn't dare reacting at work Mm. or with a colleague or you know we might lose our cool or we might say something that you know we regret and there's a simple solution to not getting triggered so much and this comes from a great you know american psychologist rollo may he wrote about this first in 1963 and stephen covey was very influenced by it as well Um, so rollo may said that we need to get better at pausing between the things that trigger us And when we respond now, Stephen Covey described this a bit more eloquently by saying there's a space that exists between stimulus and response. And within that space lies both our growth and our freedom. And what he meant by that is that when that person in your household does something, you know, it's time for bed for the kids and they're bouncing off the walls or your spouse says something or does something that really riles you up. Pause create a tiny bit of space between whatever that trigger event is, the stimulus and your response. Because when you don't do it, you typically will respond suboptimally, meaning not as the best version of you would. But if you can create a tiny bit of space, you can shut off that emotional part of your brain and choose a more optimal response, you know, using the executive decision-making part of your brain, right? The rational part of our brain. And um, so the art of the pause, getting really good at pausing, when things trigger us, opens up an infinite wisdom within. And the beauty of this too is that while all the triggers can differ by person and by situation, your response is universal and it's the same. Simply pause. Because if you pause, you will know deep down what is the best way I can respond? Because there will always be a best way to respond to something and everything else. Eric Partaker, your book, The Three Alarms, is available for free. You can get a free digital copy. Go to ericpartaker.com is, and um, you can get that. And anything else for someone is like, I kind of like this guy. Uh, is certainly well traveled, uh, and I love. You know, I've taken I've taken a full page of notes here. Uh, this just a great conversation, Eric. Uh, anything else that folks should look for? Yeah, I mean, you know, if um, my um, my, my love is coaching. And um, if there's, you know, an entrepreneur, a CEO, a leader who's interested in not just scaling up their company, but also in scaling up themselves and their leadership, then also head over to the website, ericpartaker.com. You'll see a coaching, um, you know, tab in the, um, in, the, in the menu and get in touch. And I'd be happy to do a, uh, you know, a complimentary session with you. Awesome. All right. Again, ericpartaker.com. Eric, 
Thank you so much. Again, the book, The Three Alarms. Uh, again, your world-class, uh, your world's best coach, uh, focused, fast genius, <laughs> and uh, also known as the world's best husband, father, and uh, world-class fitness champion. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. And thanks, everyone, for uh, for listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.